0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Kill the Cast. My name is Jerry. Today I am joined by recent YouTube star comparing the Hellraiser movie with the Hellraiser book, Jay.
1: Death has come to your little town, Sheriff. But not to mine.
0: And with us is the very, very rude, always unapologetic Silent Hill biker, Kenneth.
2: Yeah, I really don't have any cool quips or anything like that
0: fucking rude so anyway we have a we have a fun show planned for everyone today it involves us killing all of you actually just kidding so jay what have you been doing this week
1: uh celebrated my birthday working visiting with friends uh i saw the conjuring 2 that was a pretty good follow-up as far as horror sequels go
2: I've been curious about that to see if it was going to hold up to the first one. I liked it. I might check it out this week.
1: I might go tomorrow.
0: Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. I I don't know if I'm going to go see it or if I'm going to wait. I haven't decided yet. If I guess, if I have the time, it'd be good to go see. Kenneth, what have you been doing this week?
2: Uh, not a whole lot. I uh, worked. Um, got a Wii U uh checking out e3 footage and uh i watched a lot of beavis and butthead this week sounds super excited
0: actually i i really like the wii u so i can't say anything um as for me i had buddies come up from florida and we went uh out hunting for stuff and i picked up another item for our giveaway box Which now includes the Blu-ray copy of It Follows, a DVD copy of Sinister, and a Michael Myers Funko Pop. And we will hopefully be giving that away on the next podcast. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, E3's been happening this week. Everyone's been watching that. And from E3, we actually got to see gameplay footage from the Friday the 13th video game. Guys. How did you feel about it?
1: Oh, man, I am super excited for this. I've been following this game since it was called Slasher uh, Volume 1 Summer Camp, I think was its full title, before it picked up the Friday the 13th license, so I am super pumped to play this game. Likewise,
2: I cannot wait for it to come out. As a matter of fact, I think on my next payday, I'm just going to go ahead and go to the website and pre-order it. Fair enough.
0: I uh I don't know. I, I, I watched the gameplay footage and I am kind of worried that it might be it might be a little too one time you play it and then you're done. Like there doesn't seem to be a lot of longevity there for me.
1: Uh, I'm not sure how the campaign's gonna work, but I know that it's it's four on one multiplayer with there being four camp counselors versus one Jason. So with four human players controlling the counselors, that'll be see be interesting. It all just depends on what the requirements for defeating Jason uh, versus the requirements for Jason killing all the counselors goes.
2: Well, I'm hoping that uh, you know, I'm hoping that it'll turn out to be a really really cool game. I'm kind of curious about the campaign too. You know, I just hope it don't turn out to be like Grand Theft Auto. But I, you know, I beat Until Dawn this week and uh that was basically like playing a slasher movie
1: and yeah until uh, dawn's great
2: yeah and 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 the thing about it is is you know you can do so many different things in until dawn to to change the outcome of the game so you know uh i'm hoping that uh, friday the 13th won't be you know just that one little box like what you were describing so if you could have one
0: easter egg coming in this game What Easter egg would you want? I personally want to see Angela from Sleepaway Camp in this one.
1: Uh, I want the ability to be a camp counselor inside of a sleeping bag with another camp counselor inside of a sleeping bag.
0: Okay, that would be good too.
2: Uh, After that, you know, the sleeping bag and sleeping bag, I just, uh, I got nothing. (laughs)
0: Uh, we also this week had the trailer for Rob Zombie's next horror movie, 31, come out.
1: Uh, what did everyone think about 31? Pretty excited about it. This movie went to the MPAA and came back with NC-17 three or more times. I know it was at least three before it came back with a with a very hard R rating. So I'm super excited to see what kind of fucked up shit is in it. And then I'll be even more excited to watch uh directors cut Blu ray when it comes out.
0: Yeah, Rao usually does a really, really good job when it comes to having really nice Blu rays come out, so I'm really hoping we get something spectacular on that. And otherwise, like so this movie looks like uh they either kidnap people or people show up for this like show and then it turns out that the show is actually To kill them, is that the vibe everyone's getting from this?
1: Yeah, I think it's just going to be a loose plot with a reason to string together a bunch of death sequences, which I'm okay with, because that's exactly why I like Final Destination.
2: Uh, Well, with me, I think it's... uh, This is the first time when I watched the trailer for it, I think this was the first time that... I'm actually, as much as I love Rob Zombie, I'm actually starting to get a little bored with his style. Because, you know, the the trailer really reminded me of uh, House of a Thousand Corpses in a carnival. Yeah, I definitely got that vibe. And I just want to see something, you know, I want to see something new. You know, because Lords of Salem was really out there, and, uh, you know... I, I would really like to see something a little bit new, and, you know, it just it, it's starting to seem like he's kind of staying in that one stale spot, and I'm, 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 that's going to irritate well, me.
0: I know, like, so, when you look at his movies, he has two basic styles of movies. He has the House of a Thousand Corpses style and the Devil's Reject style, and House of a Thousand Corpses is very, like, visual-driven as to where – Uh, Devil's Rejects is is really character-driven. And the only other movie he's done that's like that, character-driven, was the first Halloween. And then Halloween 2 went House of a Thousand Corpses style. And I feel like Lords of Salem was House of a Thousand Corpses style. And this one also feels like it's going to be another House of a Thousand Corpses style. And I really want another hardcore character-driven a la Devil Rejects movie from him.
2: Yeah, that'd be really cool, but supposedly he's supposed to be making a sequel to the Devil's Reject, so
1: hey, didn't everyone fucking die at the end of that movie? <laughs> yeah, I it's don't. been a while since I've seen it, but I'm pretty sure they got shot up.
2: Yeah, yeah I I'm don't have any sure idea how he's gonna do it. Oh well.
0: Speaking of Halloween though, our movie we're gonna have a conversation about today is the original Halloween.
1: Yes. And
2: I've actually been kind of waiting to do a really, really popular one.
1: Yeah, yeah, this will be our first uh, super mainstream, everyone who likes horror has seen it type movie. Right. Yeah, it's pretty classic.
0: Um, Everyone knows it as, like, the first slasher movie. Um, Being it from 1978, it really did boost the what we saw starting in 1980 with the slasher movies because it definitely set up a lot of the tropes
1: yes yes it did
2: i didn't realize it until i went back and watched it and i really you know because watching halloween when you're a kid man you know or younger you really don't pay a whole lot of attention to it but you know uh jerry suggested to me when i watched it this week to watch it with a completely you know like disregarding everything And so I did that, and I really started to see how this movie had influenced others.
0: Yeah, I've talked about it before, but while doing this podcast, I like to watch the movies with no knowledge or try to remove the knowledge I have of other movies from said genre. Try to watch it as if it's the first time I've seen the movie, and and also try to watch it as if I was watching it in the year it came out, Right. Uh, which is a really, really hard thing to do. And I've definitely not perfected this method or anything, but it's what I really, really do enjoy watching this way. Uh, Jay, how do you go about watching movies like this when you need to dissect them, but you've seen them all before, you've seen
1: everything in the series? So it's been a while since I've watched the original Halloween. Um, It's actually probably third out of the big three. It's probably on the bottom for me. Like I prefer Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th before I – watch the Halloween movies. Um, so I had, I had, besides the actual kills, I'd forgotten most of the scenes of the movie. So going back and watching it, I was, uh, I was surprised and to be reminded how intense it actually is, how good of a job uh, Carpenter does building uh, tension in the movie as opposed to the other in-your-face kind of stuff from like Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street.
0: Yeah, I've definitely – I've always kind of – I never really cared too much for the original Halloween. I thought it was very slow and boring, and I never I never super cared for it. it I always thought it was good. It had its place and everything, but it was never part of what I – when I talk about horror movies, I don't usually go to Halloween. I go to Friday the 13th. Um,
1: so, well, see, I think it is slow, but I think it's slow in a good way.
0: Well, bec- well I was actually going to get to that. Um, rewatching this movie – It is slow, but the pacing is so good and everything's so realistic that it all makes sense to me. Like, yes, it's not supposed to be jump-scaring me every five minutes like movies do nowadays. It's supposed to be building its atmosphere of a realistic, scary movie.
1: Right. Like, you feel like this is something that could actually happen, uh, maybe with the exception of – a person who's been locked away for 15 years learning how to drive magically.
0: <laughs> I, I, I looked into that because I was kind of curious as to what their excuse for this huge McGuffin is. Well, to be and fair, they
1: mentioned it in the movie. When he takes off, he's like, no, he can't drive. He's like, well, he was doing a good job about it last night.
0: Yeah, well, I, like someone said that, oh, well, he probably watched closely as Lupus drived him around. I I was going to say
2: it's amazing what you can learn on TV.
0: Yeah, Yeah, well, I don't know if he was watching TV, but like everyone was saying that he would closely watch Loomis when Loomis drived over the years and that, and he, so he's taught himself how to do it and he just, like this was his first chance he got to apply that application. And I was like, I've been watching people drive for fucking 20 something years and I still can't drive. So I don't know. But, obviously, he's not scared of much, and I'm terrified of cars. You know, so, you know,
2: man, Jerry, that is a very valid point. Fuck you.
1: <laughs> fuck you. Uh
2: So, uh,
0: things that we... You know what, let's start off with the bad, what we didn't like in the movie. And uh, there's a scene that really bothers me. The opening scene of the parents showing up and looking at michael myers dude i'm right here with you just they're just standing completely still as the crane shot backs up and i'm just like we'll say something like i was at first i thought it was supposed to be like a still shot and it was just going away because like people do do that rob zombie likes to do still shots where it just kind of pulls away and has some weird music going on but that was not the case like i saw the mother move her hand and put it on her hips and and just stare at them they're both just staring and i'm like they don't know that he did anything yet. He could have just been eating a really, really sloppy cheeseburger that he tried to cut up and put too much ketchup on. They don't know.
2: They're just staring at him while he doesn't talk to him. The father looks like he's just absolutely pissed off at the fact that
1: he's outside. <laughs> uh, uh, he's you murdered your it. sister. Yeah, damn he's it, Michael. Out
2: there and he's, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was like, what the hell, man? And I agree with Jerry. It was just, it was a very strange
1: shot. Yeah, those yeah. those people were not very good actors, or Carpenter didn't give them very much direction. <laughs> but,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, the other scene, uh, so if everyone remembers when we talked about the Prowler, and we went on to the whole realism of killing thing with the pitchfork into the wall, I want to bring up that same idea except with Bob's death when he gets That's a knife. That's my
1: favorite kill of the whole movie. To the wall. No. Into, no.
0: Into, yeah, like, I'm sorry that knife is not holding up. It's not it's not holding a fucking body up in through fucking drywall. That's not
2: happening. I mean, if there was enough force to be able to hold that body up, the damn knife would have the the handle of the knife would have to be completely in his chest. Even Michael Myers
1: is staring at him for a good like 4 seconds like that's with, it, with, why <laughs> it's my favorite happened. that's why it's my favorite kill. Just the the way he looks at him like he's like, "Hmm, that's nice."
2: And he Afterwards. even gives
1: a little I just head nod. Fucking, yeah, I love it. That's such a like a powerful scene.
0: Yeah, his head nod is like a dog who doesn't understand what you're saying. He's like, "How does
1: this stick? It? How is he still in the wall? Right?
0: Fall in or something? I didn't think I stuck it out? in that hard, <laughs> ladies. <laughs> so like, I don't know that that one always fucking uh, gets. It. Does anyone have like anything in the movie that they really didn't like?
1: Besides what we just talked about, not really.
2: I thought the character of Annie was a complete bitch.
1: Yeah, she was kind of a bitch. Like, did
0: anyone watch um, the extra footage that they recorded, they filmed during Halloween 2 for the TV version of Halloween? No. No. Okay, I did, and it's only like a couple of scenes that really aren't important. The longest one is Loomis, like, uh, yelling at the two doctors on the board who were saying we're just going to send him to this place and he's like you need to send this fucking 10 year old to a high maximum security you're underestimating him he needs to be put in a hole to never see the light of day again like just going off on these dudes and the other big scene is he uh it's what was the other chick the chick that that gets dead on with bob
1: uh um, like, I her can't name? remember her name, but she dies, so that's okay. Uh-huh. The
0: one chick that dies, um, I don't know what the actress's L- name is. Linda? Was it Linda? Linda, right? Linda. I'm pretty sure it's Linda. I, I don't, don't know, know. know,
1: but she's a terrible babysitter. Lindsay? Was it
0: Lindsay? No, Annie's the one that babysits. Yeah. Lindsay's
1: the Annie's one... Annie's the L- one that gets, gets Lind- it in
0: the car. Yeah ladies <laughs> um,
1: and there so, goes half like, our demographic right there woo. I,
0: so uh, guys <laughs> um, so Lindsay I think it was Lindsay sh- uh, where the fuck was I going with this? I don't know <laughs> like you don't like I her guess, um, like I just completely lost what I was saying because I, I got stuck on the ladies thing um, like I uh, said, Linda, I there's the a Linda, actresses.
1: there's Annie, and there's Linda.
2: It's got to be.
1: Li- well, there's I, a Lindsay too, I guess. I don't know.
2: Uh, well, damn. You We're got Lori. Go
1: well, Lori's Laurie, Jamie you know, Lee Curtis. Yeah, yeah, we all know who Lori is. Yeah, that's the main one. Like, that one's that one's easy. I'm uh, has the current pictures, so I don't know who's who.
0: I know that's not, that's not one thing I hate is I'm like no, give me a picture
1: of them in the movie. There's you a Linda Linda vanderclock and a Lindsay Wallace. Um, okay, so. Probably Lindsay. That'd be my guess.
2: <laughs> Jared, didn't you buy that? Uh, didn't you get that badass special edition of the whole series? Yay,
0: dude. Yes, I did. Like, it, there's actually a better collection than the one I got, but, like, I looked it up. and That motherfucker's going for, like, $200 now.
1: Yeah, fuck that noise. That's just, like, the and Wolf and Cub movies. Those things are fucking expensive. If you want did I'm you
0: see on. how, like, expensive the Friday 13th Blu ray collection is?
1: 100? Last time I looked. Please tell me. Oh, uh, at 100. No, like, 250. Oh, Jesus Christ. I knew I should have bought it when I had the chance.
0: Yeah, me too. Even, like, the regular Friday 13th movies, like, some of those are, like, the double packs that have, like, two movies on them on Blu ray are starting to go for Thirty forty dollars, and I'm like, someone put out the Friday the Thirteenth
2: collection properly again on Blu-ray, so I can I can buy it. Well, see, the only one that I got is I got that, uh, well, the eight film collection that Paramount put out for Friday the Thirteenth, and then I bought the new line ones individually. Gotcha.
1: Well, hopefully, when uh, when the new movie comes out, they'll re-release all of them hopefully but back on halloween yeah sorry about that
0: i remember what i was talking about she shows up at uh at uh fucking uh laurie's house right after laurie had taken her shower and she's like some creep followed me here and stalked me here and laurie's like i saw him in my backyard and then she like starts talking about some shirt she wants to borrow from laurie and annie calls in while they're there and annie also wants to buy borrow a shirt and uh Lindsay or linda whatever is like no you promised me and the other one's just like well she's a bitch and i'm like
2: damn annie calm down these are your friends i mean she's like that throughout the whole thing man i mean it's like you know when i was watching it i was thinking to myself why on earth would somebody be friends with this person
0: because her daddy's a sheriff
2: Well, it obviously didn't phase them when they were riding down the road burning on one. That's also very true. So, things...
0: So, there's not a lot to not like in this movie. Uh, The few things that are there are nitpicking minor things. If you just let it go, this movie actually is extremely... Like, it is extremely realistic. I feel like everything that happened in this movie definitely happened. Um, So... I have to talk about a fuck-up that Kenneth and I had on the previous podcast.
2: Very much. Yeah. Go ahead and throw
0: it we, out, man. We were – for those who listened, we were talking about uh, the the new Halloween that's supposed to be coming out and that John Carpenter's going to be involved. And this website talked about the number one thing that they should do is stay away from the family relation thing. And Kenneth and I are like, what the fuck are you talking about? There's all kind of family shit happening in the first movie. Uh, we were completely wrong. Yeah. We were 100% wrong. We were so wrong <laughs> that that literally Trump called us to ask him to write so we could write for his campaign. That's how
1: fucking
2: wrong we were. Yeah,
1: it's, okay? yeah you but, don't learn about the uh, the sister stuff until the second movie
2: but yeah. but the one thing that me and Jerry the one the one conclusion that both of us came to when we had realized that we fucked up is how much the rest of the franchise has influenced how you look at it you know cuz uh, i i don't i'll be honest with you i the the original halloween is not one of those things that i watch on a regular basis it's not like you know i I rarely ever have one of those instances where I'll sit down and watch all of them, like Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th. So, you know, going back at it and whatnot, and then Jerry calling me up and saying, hey, we fucked up, we were completely wrong, you need to watch it again. And I watched it, and I was like, man, damn. You know, but again, I mean, how much the rest of the franchise will influence your thoughts on the whole thing?
0: Yeah, and there's uh, a third scene in the... Shot for TV footage, uh, thing where it shows Loomis showing up at the uh hospital and going into Michael Myers' room, which is destroyed like he just rage quitted all over his room. And on the door is carved in the word sister, which after seeing Halloween 2, you're like, Oh, he knew laurie was a sister, but I'm gonna say, Yeah, that's probably what they were going with to try to tie it in together. But he also jacked his sister's tombstone and put it on the bed, so maybe it was just for that.
2: Yeah, it could have been. I mean, you know, because there was a lot of stuff later on in the movie after he killed her at the beginning that was leading back to Judith, so.
0: Yeah, there, so it was just interesting that there's so much influence from the other movies. And, like, I'm like, Kenneth, I don't watch Halloween a lot. I, yearly I watch Halloween H2O, but bust that's the bust. It. like – Exactly, that's like, bus, like if Buster Rons is not in the new Halloween movie, I'm fucking rioting, I'm done, game over, guys. Uh, uh, but it's, it's interesting, and so it got me thinking, why does he target Laurie? Well, Laurie's the first person he sees when he arrives at his home that he's hiding out on, chewing on some dog meat. She comes up and puts the shit in the thing, and he's like, I am stalking that bitch.
2: I mean, she basically invades his
0: domain? Yeah, territoriality. Yeah. So I I just thought that was very interesting that I had so been influenced by all the other movies and it's like there's a quote from John Carpenter where he talks about someone came up to him and he actually gets this a lot where people go I couldn't believe that when Michael Myers took off his mask the monster he was his disfigurement was so ugly and uh and John Carpenter's like he has like one tiny Makeup effect scratch on his face, and that's it. It's the power of suggestion that he is a monster. That when they take off the mask, they see a monster, even though there's it's just a regular guy.
1: Right, and, and the scratch is only because Lori grabbed at his mask like four seconds before. Yeah, with a clothes hanger.
2: But you, fucking, I didn't. Have, and I mean, until you brought that up, I never really even thought about it because I, I. There was never an instance, you know, the the times that I've watched this movie where I was just like, oh, he just looks like a regular dude up underneath the mask. That's generally the way I look at it. Yeah, and, I like, everyone's acting in this movie was decent. Like, there was no one that was, like,
0: horrible acting except for the, the parents as they stood there just staring at the child. Right, yeah. They st- But there's when, – when Jamie, like, sees the body – when she goes into the bedroom and sees all the bodies – and she comes out of that bedroom running down the hall. Her face looks like it's aged 10 years.
1: Yeah, you could like, see the actual fear in her face. And that's like, very hard to do nowadays.
0: I was, like, kind of blown away by this. I was like, holy shit, that is that is crazy how... like, I don't know if they put makeup on her or if she just can contort her face into amazing things or what. But that shit was amazing. That is... That is acting at its finest, and which is hilarious because originally she thought she did a horrible job, and like after our first couple of days filming, she got a call from John Carpenter, and she was like, "I am about to be fired," <laughs> and Carpenter was actually like, "You're doing fantastic." Uh,
1: but no. I also read somewhere that for the actor playing Michael's body, because there was two for the kid one for the four seconds where the mask was off and then one for his body during the rest of the movie. But he just said, the guy was like, all right, so what do you want me to do? And he was like, mm, just walk. And the guy improvised the entire Michael uh, persona, I guess.
0: Does anyone else like think the Undertaker watched this movie when he was young and was like, I am getting up every single match that way, just lifting himself up by his waist? The rise from your grave,
2: right? Right.
0: <laughs> um, Kenneth. You were going to say something? I've for that, I'm sorry. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> I lost it. Um, so I I also now understand why this movie is called like the grandfather of all serial killer slasher movies. Uh, let's go over a few things that. Happen in this movie that are used like forever. So, the slow walking bad guy in a mask. Yep. Check. Like, <laughs> um, uh, he never actually hurts any of the kids. Which a lot of these slasher movies, no matter how bad the villain is, a lot of times they don't mess with the kids. Which is why Jaws is the best serial killer because he fucking eats kids. But you're well, right. Jaws about that.
1: can't be a serial killer. He's why a not. Shark. It's if, just he a can, if he can, serial killing can has so to do with, against, with methods and reasons. Sharks don't have reasons; just fucking hungry.
0: Well, shit, he has a reason. Kill everyone married to that fucking cop.
1: Well, you <laughs> could call
2: you could call him a serial killer because you know technically you know he was having Talk breakfast when he was eating them people. so. <laughs> oh,
1: oh he, he, boy,
2: he a winner. <laughs>
0: Um, so yeah, he never he never hurts kids. He runs into kids a couple of times in this movie. He never hurts um, in this original movie, um, and it's crazy. So and
2: I, that and that really stands up because even in Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, it's there in the background that he was a you know a child killer slash molester, but you never actually see it in the original ones.
1: That's true. Yeah, which is kind of one of the things I like about the remake that everyone hates so much. They definitively say, this dude touched and killed children, which makes him even more of an evil bastard.
2: Well, see, I like the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street, so.
1: Well, me too, I, but I'm just saying I, that's, that's I, one of the I, things that I, that I liked. is one of the reasons I liked it Yeah. was because of the, the change in his story a little bit.
0: So we also have the hiding of bodies in a way that they just – pop out at you okay
2: this is one of those things that kind of irritated me about this movie and it wasn't the fact you know that that was you know you see it in friday the 13th or whatever else you know putting them up all artistic looking to scare the shit out of people but in this one in particular one of the things that irritated me is when jamie lee curtis is kind of walking backwards and she's going through all the, the you know the three people or two people or however many it was you know what I'm saying? And the door that's got the blonde-haired girl in it just flies open by itself. That kind of irritated me a little bit. Yeah,
0: and well, right before that, the, the bob just kind of comes flapping down from being hung by his legs
2: somewhere in the
0: closet. Either way, I
2: mean, it's just like, bam, here we are. We're, we're appearing to scare the shit out of you. There was no realism to that at all. There was Though I have to wonder, like, he had the one on the
0: bed uh, with his sister Tombstone. Do y'all think he uh, did some investigating?
2: Did some investigator? Did some uh Are you talking about getting back to some of the things uh, that he missed out on when he was around 13 years old? Yeah, maybe some scientific research there. It's possible. She only did have a shirt on. That was on the only thing she had on a dude shirt <laughs> on at that.
0: Like, I don't know. I just see she sprawled out on the bed, and I'm like... I wonder if he, he checked Bob also.
2: Actually, if, to, to take the humor completely out of that, I honestly think that that particular scene was almost like his, I don't really want to say homage, and I don't really want to say, you know, uh, I don't really want to say this was kind of like him getting back to his childhood or whatever. I want I, I, When I saw that, I almost wanted it to be like, you know, I, I wanted him to be thinking to himself, yes, here it is. I did this, y'all are going to remember that I did this, fuck you all, and I'm going to keep killing.
0: I mean, maybe maybe the shape has an ego.
2: Yeah, I mean, something like that. You know, That's what I took from that, even though it could be interpreted many different ways.
0: Um, another thing that uh, we saw in this movie is the uh, good girl archetype. Um, yeah. They said they did not intend this, and that the reason – the other ones got killed as they were so busy trying to get laid that they would just get caught off guard. Which, I mean, it's it's technically true. One, one guy gets killed after sex. One gets killed after sex. One gets killed going to pick up the other one to have sex. So, yes. I mean, that that does work. That's click. Um, And the other thing is uh, the theme song for The Killer, uh, which, I mean, that's been happening... A lot of characters have their own theme song, like Jaws has his own theme song, but specifically with horror movies, you have it as they show up in the scene, or if they want you to think of him in the scene, they'll have the the uh,
2: theme music for that bad guy show up with them. Or that really, yes. really sharp you know, sound effect, kind of like in Friday the 13th, where it's kind of like that scraping of something across. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's really, really sharp and really, really quick, right before something's about to happen. That actually happened in this Yeah. And, um,
0: that, I mean, like, when you look at stuff like that, it makes you go, yeah, Friday the 13th uh, definitely took a lot of cues from it. And then a lot of people took a lot of cues from Friday the 13th. So I would definitely give Michael Miles the credit as the first, like, slasher icon. He
1: Oh, he definitely. Yeah. Definitely.
2: Yeah, I only, you know, and some people don't consider what I'm about to say, uh, some people don't consider it to be a a slasher movie or whatever else, but I only think there's one that I would really put in front of him, man, and that'd be, you know, Norman Bates in original Psycho, Hitchcock Psycho, because I consider that to be the uh, the first slasher movie. But, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff that we saw in the 80s that were built around definitely came out of Halloween, man.
1: Uh, don't you mean Vince Vaughn, because he's clearly the best Norman Bates we've ever had.
2: I'm not, we are not gonna get into that.
1: (laughs) I'm totally just fucking with you.
2: Oh, I know you are, but, yeah, you don't want to get me on a rant, dude.
0: (laughs) First of all, the only remakes that we should ever see are shot-by-shot
2: remakes.
1: I disagree with that,
2: but. I think the, uh. I think the best part about the remake of Psycho was when he was looking through the holes in the wall, and he's kind of shaking back and forth. And we all know what he's doing. That was hilarious. Other than that, that movie sucked.
1: <laughs> you know what You know what? Psycho I did like, though, was the one – I don't remember which number it was, uh, but the one where he calls the radio station and is just talking about his life as a kid. Oh,
2: I can't remember which one it is.
1: It's, Joe Dirt? It's like three or four, but I, think I like it's that four.
0: one. I think it's four. I don't remember Joe Dirt ever talking about his mom killing people.
1: <laughs> anyway, back to Halloween. <laughs> um, uh, it seems in funny. this
2: podcast we're just going to keep getting off on little tangents. That's
0: <laughs> all right. This is a this is a, a different style pod. This is a a freestyle podcast. But
2: that's okay. We say whatever we want. Um,
0: yeah. So. Uh, on the whole, psycho thing, I have to say, I, I guess I don't look at him as a slasher. I look at him as just like your standard like serial killer movie, um, more of like a thriller situation. I, I'm sure there's another movie that's very much like that that I can think of, but I can't think of it right now. Much like if you're looking at a lot of the early '70s um, horror movies like Last House on the Left or Bloodsucking Freaks, it's more like could I, how do i describe that those are not slasher movies but halloween is a slasher movie
2: well the reason why i put psycho in the slasher category is because okay you take uh you take the other movies like what you like what you uh described you know last house on the left um you know i spit on your grave whatever you've got groups of people doing these atrocities in that whereas in psycho uh, Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween—all those. It's one single, a per- single person committing these crimes. And then you look at look at Psycho, man. I mean, you've got the you've got the music, you know, that we just talked about. You've got that in it. You've got your your typical scene where you know he goes when he goes in there and he gets her in the shower, man. That's that slasher written all over it. You know, he walks in there, and you hear
1: the wait, wait, wait.
2: And then the next thing you know, he's stabbing her to death, and there's blood going and whatnot. I mean, that. Think about how many slasher movies have got scenes just like that in them, except for more brutalized.
0: Yeah, and let's be honest, John Carpenter straight up come out and said that the reason he but I directly think, I hired think I would. Okay, uh, the reason he direct he hired Jamie Lee Curtis is because Jamie Lee Curtis is the daughter of the lady who died in the shower scene. But not only that, he actually – Dr. Sam Loomis is the name of the lover of Jamie and mom in that movie. And there was another thing someone else got – someone else is credited in the movie with a name that's from Psycho. And I don't remember what it is off the top of my head. But there's a lot of correlation here.
1: I would give give Psycho the credit for laying the foundation – and Halloween for building the house.
2: All right, I'll, I'll agree with you there. Uh, I, That's a definite, definitely good metaphor. I like that.
0: I guess I guess I could see Psycho as planting the seed, and Halloween growing the plants that's exactly what i just said <laughs> like no i know that's how i <laughs> looking got it in my head like
2: yeah that's like, virtually I, I, the exact same thing except for
0: different mediums okay well yeah but let's be honest mine lines up with joe dirt and yours doesn't so therefore my metaphor is better obviously i could
1: see down your top
0: <laughs> why do you suddenly
2: got this heart on for joe dirt <laughs> You don't have a hard-on
1: for Joe Dirk? Not
2: after I saw the second one. I kind of went limp at the second one. Oh, uh, well, see. I didn't watch the second one, so... Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so let's talk about the
0: Halloween as a as a series. Do ha- the Halloween sequels, like, I know it's probably been a while since any of us have watched any of them. Uh, I know H2O yes. is the best sequel that we could have ever hoped for, and we're never going to get anything better than that. Yeah, and
1: some but... alternate dimension, I'm sure that's a true statement.
0: It's, yeah, on Earth
2: right now. Yeah,
1: you are and in it'll... your own reality, buddy.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: uh, I so, remember – so I remember I watched three within the last couple of years, so I kind of remember that one. And I like – I think we've said this before, so I'll just kind of go over briefly. But I like that as a movie, um, and for those of you who don't know, the only reason it exists as a Halloween movie is because after the second one, it was supposed to be like an anthology series where it's a different story with the Halloween moniker – every time, but people wanted Michael Myers back, so they dropped that idea after one movie. So we have this weird side story that has absolutely nothing to do with anything that's actually a decent horror movie, just doesn't fit in with the Halloween series in general. Yeah,
2: we've all agreed that if you take Halloween out of it and just call it Season of the Witch, it'd be even more fantastic than it already is. Yeah,
0: and to prove that it's such a good movie, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie that came out in the 90s, like... Ripped it off completely. Ivan Ooze is like, so watch that movie. It was just like, I know what I'm fucking doing.
1: Yes, watch but there weren't giant the robots. So clearly Power Rangers is the more cinematic masterpiece in this case. Yeah.
0: Well, oh, yeah. yeah. It, it, it gave... <laughs> I, our greatest director of our time watched that movie and was like, if my name isn't Michael Bay, I will have exploding fucking
1: robots. <laughs> I think I threw up um, in my mouth a little I bit. Remember, I remember liking <laughs> too. two... I really am having a hard time remembering any of them besides uh, – uh, what, the,
0: what,
1: the, what is the reality TV one?
0: Uh, H2O, baby. Yep. Is that
1: H2O? Okay. Yep. I've yeah. watched that um, one recently. I, I want to talk Netflix. about
0: um, – I think it's uh, – is it 4 and 5 deal with the little girl? Yep,
1: yeah, 4 and 5 is Daniel Harris. Yeah, his niece or whatever.
0: I loved those movies growing up. They were my favorite Halloween movies growing up. Mine, I don't too. know why –
1: I just really don't. Probably because they're closer to Friday the 13th than they are to the original Halloween. Actually, no.
2: Actually, if you go and you watch 4 and 5, man, the gore factor in 4 and 5 is nowhere near the level of Part 2, 3, even though it doesn't have Michael Myers in it. But 4 and 5, man, those are the ones that when I was a kid growing up, they would play regularly on TV. Because when I was growing up, they wouldn't play one as often, just because nobody really cared about it when i was growing up and then the second one they wouldn't play as often because you know uh, how many times can you let kids on tv watch somebody getting killed in a hot tub and their flesh burning melting off or whatever
0: you probably have a good point because i definitely remember watching those movies on tv a lot yeah so uh four and five are definitely probably the ones i liked the most growing up because of ones i watched the most growing
2: up it was the same thing with me like we had a vhs tape where we we had recorded them off tv we had recorded four and five and so i'd watch them you know all the time along with uh friday the 13th part six because that was the one that they ran on tv the most because it was the one that had the least of my
1: guts in it that's a fair uh fair guess
0: a <laughs> fair guess
1: um and like and I think the
0: the two that don't get talked about that much was Resurrection and The Curse of Michael Myers, just because they both just kind of fell flat. There's nothing redeeming about them. They didn't have uh, Buster Rhymes. They didn't have Daniel Harris.
2: See, but the curse The Curse of Michael Myers is where they were still trying to hold on to that thorn idea. You know, where, where the satanic cult or whatever, and that's where Michael came from. And me, personally, I was interested in seeing where they were going to go with that. And then when H two O and Resurrection came out, it just kind of dropped. That's a that's
0: a good point. I guess it would be interesting to see see something more like that. I assume if uh Halloween was going the way of Hellraiser sequels, we probably would have seen more of that just because weird tangents are kind of Hellraiser's bread and butter. All right. Um And then we have the Rob Zombie remake, which I personally still like it better than the original Halloween, more in the sense of it's more entertaining to me. Yeah. It kept me
2: it's more locked It's very
0: stylized. It. Yeah. It's very stylized, Rob Zombie's stylization. I actually like going, if we're going to do the family, I like that we got to learn more about Michael Myers as a kid, more about his family life. Now, his sequel to the remake, Halloween 2, uh, I have to wonder if... Uh, Someone put some acid in Rob Zombie's tofu because I don't know
2: what the fuck was going on in that movie. Well, he was kind of <laughs> in the interviews that I've read about that one because you know I went and saw that one in the theater too, and in the in the uh, in the interviews that I read, it, he was forced into doing the sequel, and so he kind of just did whatever the fuck he wanted with it. Yeah, I one day want to make
0: Lords of Salem. I better start working on it now.
2: Yeah, I mean that I mean. The coolest thing about his his
1: sequel
2: <laughs> was uh, how hot, how I mean just absolutely how hot the main girl was in that because you know I really really dig the you know there's a dreadlock here and a dreadlock there and kind of you know grungy looking I really really dig that so yeah I thought that was probably the best thing about the movie. Fair enough uh,
0: I I don't remember much from it I think I saw it in theaters and I saw it on like DVD once and i was just like uh i just didn't know what to say i didn't have any drugs to help me have things to say i mean so in I, the
2: beginning of in the beginning of his sequel you know you, it, it looks like it's going to go the same way the original one did and you know michael's going to be chasing her through the through the hospital but uh you know that was only like the first 5 minutes of rob zombie's halloween 2 and then after that it went wherever the fuck he wanted it to go Fair enough. Um, so,
0: do we have anything we want to see in the upcoming new Halloween movie? Because we don't know if it's going to be a remake, if it's going to be a reboot, is it going to be a sequel to one of the other movies? What do y'all I would like
1: see? them to bring back the tension of the first one. After rewatching it, you know, for the podcast, I just I forgot how great the tension in the movie was. So I'd like to see that again.
2: See with me, man. I mean, I mean the original. It just was. I went and watched it this time, and it. And you know, I'll give credit where credit is due to what it did for the genre, and those scenes in it where you know he's he's basically stalking them while they're walking down the street and whatnot. I, I mean, I'll give credit to that. But overall, I mean, it to me you know and it's very difficult for me not to compare it to other ones and it's very difficult for me to look at it the way Jerry looked at it you know trying to completely tune out everything else but to me even still it wasn't in my personal opinion it is not the this badass cult classic you know horror movie that everybody makes it out to be
1: and that well, is I mean, okay
2: it, as far as i see
0: if the greatest horror critic of all time Roger Ebert said it was good. I think you're wrong, Kenneth. Roger <laughs> well, Ebert to be said fair,
1: if he doesn't like horror, and this is kind of very unhorror, for the same reasons Kenneth said he didn't like it, then that would make sense why Roger Ebert would like it.
0: Well, this movie was respectable to women, obviously. <laughs> what the fuck? Isn't that, isn't that his gripe all the time in horror movies? That I
2: don't know. I, I don't when it really comes down to it. I don't even pay attention to what he says. It's like paying attention to what people in Rotten Tomatoes says.
0: Rotten Tomatoes, please don't sue us. They are pro- – they the – Rotten Tomatoes No, do pro- sue
1: us. We could use the publicity. Right.
0: <laughs> well, if that's what we need, let me start talking shit about Scientology right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Sue me. You ain't going to get shit. <laughs>
0: Tom Cruise, like to interview
1: you, please. If you're listening out there, have yeah. your guys get in touch with us, oh, it's talk be about news. Jack Reacher.
0: It's going to be on the news. Amateur podcaster mysteriously dies in the middle of the night after <laughs> talking shit about Scientology. No, it wouldn't even be
2: on the news. We'd just disappear.
0: Probably. we we'll never um, exist again. So, yeah, that – how – okay, so people out there. How do you feel about Halloween? Are, do you love it? Do you think it's overrated? Do you respect it for what it did for the genre? Do you think that we should remake Halloween with Buster Rhymes as Michael Myers? <laughs> what do you want to see in the new one? <laughs> what What do we need? I personally need Buster Rhymes as the shape. And every time he, he jumps out there, he just starts rapping really fast at them while he stabs them to the beat. No, is that too far, guys? Is that not a possibility?
2: I'm, I'm, I'm Maybe just we thinking, can do a fan movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking, of, I'm just trying to think of what I would like to have in the new one, man. Cause, I you just know, want
1: a decent story, good kills, and some good tension. It's not that hard. I've been doing it for forever.
0: I, I want – you know, if if John Carpenter feels that the second movie was a mistake and they shouldn't have tied it to his parents, then I want a sequel to the first movie, and I'll accept that you have to have all different actors. I want a sequel to the very first movie done the way that he would have wanted it done without any of the family shit, and let's see what he comes up with.
1: That would be awesome. I'd watch that.
2: Yeah, I'd definitely watch that too. i feel like what they did with Texas Chainsaw Massacre when they
1: came out with 3D – I liked that movie. I, did I thought too. it was I,
2: awesome I, that you got a good
1: guy, uh, Leatherface. Essentially,
2: yeah, and it was. And, and the crazy thing about it was, is it was almost like the rest of them didn't even exist. It was a direct sequel.
1: Well, yeah, that's that's. I think that's how they planned it. It was supposed to be a direct sequel to one.
2: Yeah, and and that's what I'm saying. I mean, I think that would be cool to be just like that.
1: And they could do this because, like, do you know how many Godzilla movies
0: are direct sequels to the first movie and just erase every movie in between? Like, All of them. <laughs> no, not all of them, Some of them just go in order, but like a lot in the like Millennium series do that, and a lot in the Hinsay one do it. It's just like you could do this. So th- I'm throwing the gauntlet down, Mister John Carpenter. If you didn't like the way Halloween two turned out, if you think it shouldn't have been tied to the family, what should have been tied to? Would, do you prefer the Satanic cult thing? Do you uh, like the Buster Rhymes thing? Did, <laughs> bring me on right. as an executive producer. Have to drop the I can Busta Rhymes help Rhymes
1: thing. you.
2: Right, Jerry, you've got that. Buster rhyme drops you. You've got that badass special edition. Did did he say anything? Was that last scene where Loomis shot him and he fell out and he fell off that balcony out the window, or whatever, and he hit the ground? Did was John Carpenter's intention to leave it open like that, or was he, or was he kind of like Wes Craven, where Wes Craven wanted to just end in Nightmare on Elm Street with you know the first film.
0: Um, I've been doing a lot of research in the movie and I haven't seen anything that says that he didn't want to leave it open. It did say he didn't want to do a sequel to it. Um, uh, but there's nothing saying he was forced to add that ending. Um, as far as I can tell, when it comes to the original Halloween, he had pretty free range to do what he wanted. Um, there was not a lot of stuff there. They were like, no, you can't do this. Uh, most of the, the choices that were made were based off budget. So, I have to feel that if he wanted it to be an open-ending, is he... Obviously, Michael Myers got up and he's not there. So, obviously, he's somewhere, I'm assuming, back in his house, eating a little bit of leftover dog. Um, I have to assume, since there's nothing in what I've read, I have to assume he wanted Michael Myers to still be alive. Yeah,
2: exactly. So, I mean, that was the reason why I was asking, you know, because a a lot of times, you know... uh, Uh, Just about all the big timers for main slasher franchises had no intentions of it becoming what it became. You know, Wes Craven did not, uh, even to this day, he's just like, well, he was. He would say those things about, uh, you know, how he never intended it to go on. Scott Cunningham never in his wildest dreams thought it would become what it became for Friday the 13th. So, you know, I was just curious of whether he did that. And then speaking of dogs, the one thing that I got to put in there, and I said this to you, that scene where the German Shepherd—he's got the German Shepherd—I I got to give it credit, give credit to the dog handlers, man, for you know being able to get that dog to just go limp like that. When making—is that it a real it. dog? Yeah.
1: Oh, it looked like a real dog. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, special effects are amazing back then. People yeah. tried. Yeah, it was a it was a real
2: dog. So, however, that's training- impressive. Yeah, however them trainers behind the scenes got that dog to go limp like that, that's badass.
1: Yeah, that's impressive. But yeah, so I don't
2: don't know, man. I mean, for some reason, I keep wanting to feel like they should get rid of that, that particular mask.
0: Uh, I uh, I think you have to have Michael Myers' mask. I mean, that's like let's do Jason, but let's uh let's have him wear a clown
2: mask. Yeah, but see that's the thing about it. You never in if I, as far as I remember, you know, because I could be wrong because we fucked up here in the past. As far as I remember, he's never without that iconic mask. Who Michael Myers? Yeah, and you don't. And I, where didn't he get it from? Like the hardware store or something like that in the first one? But you did not yeah. see him actually take it.
0: Yeah, he got it from a hardware store because hardware stores
2: carry uh, William Shatner masks. Right. In small but, towns, they do. But yeah, obviously. Uh, I mean, so you know, you got Jason, who you know, he he started off with you know uh, looking all fugly in the damn lake, and
1: he the, had a potato sack. And,
2: and then in the yeah, second movie. he yeah, didn't get his mask
1: a, until the third one.
2: So you at least get to see, and it, and then again it, in the uh, in the remake, you see the complete progression you know so you you get different versions and then you've got different versions of makeup's that come for freddy kruger you never really see anything majorly different other than the cracks in the latex and rob zombies yeah that's, that's true 100% true i can't really disagree with that um, i'm just saying i'd like to see something you know even if it's not for the entire movie i'd like to see something different
0: can he wear the pumpkin mask from season of the witch
1: that'd be cool I'd watch that I mean if
0: you look at the like famous like poster for Halloween it's the whole knife with the pumpkin made out of the blades and shit like so let's just make him wear a pumpkin mask
2: maybe for a minute I take that back in part 5 he wore a clown mask for a very short amount of time it was probably like 5 minutes. yeah
0: he had just got on a big like He's a really big fan of It, and I know right now he's at home typing, I don't like the way the new It looks. I shouldn't wear a new mask.
1: <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Shut the fuck up. But yeah, well, that's been a, been that's a, a fun little tidbit is that – well, not It, but it just reminded me of something that I meant to mention when we were talking about the movie is when Laurie's babysitting the kid, they're watching the original thing, which a few years later, John Carpenter would also remake –
2: yeah, and that, uh, uh his remake of the thing, dude. I mean, that was probably one of his pinnacles. Oh yeah, that was a fucking phenomenal movie, and and that that was kind of another thing that I want to say about it. You know, in comparison to other movies that John Carpenter has done, you know what I mean? I mean, you take the thing, they live, escape from New York, you know. These, these, all these movies, man, and then you throw Halloween in there with it. I just don't think that, you know, aside from its iconic status, I just don't think it comes up to par with some of John Carpenter's other movies.
1: That's fair. I definitely like The Thing way better. Yeah. You, you, They Live, too, actually, now that I think about it. Oh, yeah,
2: you know, and, and all the subliminal shit that's, subliminal and in-your-face stuff that's in They Live, you know. Because some of it's subliminal, and then other things are just like, (laughs) that's what you get for going out and spending money and watching TV all day.
0: (laughs) I'd have to say that The Thing is probably in my top five favorite horror movies of all time. And
2: I could probably agree with you. Yeah, I'd have to think about it and make an actual
0: list, but yeah. Like, there's only two that I can up for bat right now, guarantee are on that list. Maybe three, and that's Jaws
1: and Halloween H2O and Halloween H2O. (laughs) 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 Well, y'all both know,
2: and if anybody else is listening to the podcast, y'all know what my top number one is. But the thing would definitely be in my top ten. The Village, yeah, yeah, that's actually in my top (laughs) ten. Fuck you. (laughs) But The Exorcist (laughs) is number one. You know that. Oh, that's How a good could you even look at
0: yourself in the mirror, putting The Exorcist like in the same list as The Village? How do you sleep at night?
2: i hey man, on another
0: podcast. We'll have that conversation. I don't. I don't want to have that. We conversation. We are going to have
1: that conversation.
0: Your conversation.
1: Kill the Here's cast. <laughs> the return. <laughs> oh my God! Shyamalan's uh, Revenge. No.
2: Oh, black British sham lamb.
0: Oh Jesus, that, that's. I think I I think that this was a very good uh, podcast, and we should stop now before these two guys like start talking about fucking the sixth sense. I'm gonna go watch Lady in the Water right now. You're a fucking ass. I like
2: that one too. Uh, uh
0: y'all are y'all are sick individuals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so that was a fine episode of Kill the Cast. We do have a giveaway coming up, so stay tuned for that. Follow us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash KillTheCast13. Follow us on Podbean, Stitcher, all those apps. You just have to type in Kill the Cast and you will find us. We are there. We also have a YouTube channel which once we hit 100 subs, we'll be able to get a URL, and I'll be able to give it to you. But for, that, for now, just go to the Facebook page to find the YouTube page, and find all the other pages with all the other pages. are we now on yeah. iTunes Yeah, page
1: you know? Yes, we are also on iTunes. Um, Twitter also. Oh. Yeah, We're all over this. We're growing. We got like, this. The thing. Maybe we'll even have a Snapchat, where I'll send you pictures of me taking a shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll call uh-huh. it an art film. It'll be the next human centipede. <laughs> a, a, a
2: Serbian Jay. Yeah,
1: a Serbian oh. Jay. It's just me taking a shit. <laughs> Hour and a half long.
2: Yeah, is that's, that's why a... I don't have Snapchat.
1: <laughs> then at the end, I stand up, I open the toilet, and it's some kind of demon, and the movie ends. That's it.
2: Yeah, looks like the common garden variety to me.
1: For
0: once, Japanese is going to remake an American movie. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's it. We're done, guys. It, this was awesome. This was a shorter podcast this time because we just wanted to have a conversation and talk to each other instead of reviewing since everyone and their mother has seen this movie. So follow us on all those places we just told, told you about. Give us comments. Talk shit about us where we were wrong. Let us know. Message us in all caps, and Jay will listen to you cry, and I won't. Um, it's true. I will. I'm here for yeah. you. He's here for you. But that was fantastic. Does anyone have anything they want to add before we roll out?
1: That's it. Go, uh, go watch horror. Save lives. Watch horror. That's going to be my new sign-off.
0: Yeah. Awesome.
1: <laughs>
0: fair, fair enough, everyone. It was a great night. We will see you next time on Kill the Cast.